The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today we're going to be discussing books versus films, honing in on some of the darkest book moments that, for varying reasons, simply never made their way onto the silver screen. While the film adaptations brought the magic of Hogwarts to life on the big screen, they were not without their limitations. In the process of adapting the complex and intricate world of the books into a more visually driven medium, certain dark and unsettling moments were omitted or altered, leaving fans with a somewhat diluted version of Rowling's original vision. Today, we'll delve into these dark moments left out of the films, exploring the reasons behind their omissions and the impact of these changes on the overall story. Let's dive in. 10. Greyback's Darkest Instincts Fenrir Greyback is undoubtedly a malevolent character. As a werewolf and pseudo-death eater, he revels in assaulting his victims and follows Lord Voldemort's orders without hesitation. And for the most part, Greyback's dark nature is showcased pretty well on screen. However, there is a moment from the books, which occurs at Malfoy Manor, where we're forced to look at Greyback through an even darker lens. After being captured by Snatchers, Hermione, Ron, and Harry find themselves in a dangerous situation. Among the captors is Fenrir Greyback. Greyback's interaction with Hermione at Malfoy Manor is a tense and disturbing moment, as he takes an unsettling interest in her, which is consistent with his sadistic tendencies. During this moment, Greyback not only talks about wanting to eat her, but also implies that he might have other plans for her. 9. Winky's Addiction Issues Winky the house elf had a sorrowful life filled with hardships and a tragic butterbeer addiction. Originally, she served the Crouch family loyally, taking care of Barty Crouch Jr. while he was under the Imperius curse. However, when Mr. Crouch suspected Winky of conspiring with his son to cast the dark mark at the Quidditch World Cup, he dismissed her from their service. This dismissal was a devastating blow to Winky, as house elves are deeply attached to their families and rely on their masters for a sense of purpose and belonging. Following her dismissal, Winky was employed at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, but her heartbreak and loss of purpose led her to develop an addiction to butterbeer. The drink, which has a minimal effect on humans, is considerably more potent for house elves, which caused Winky to become intoxicated and emotionally unstable. She spent much of her time at Hogwarts in a state of despair, drowning her sorrows in butterbeer, unable to recover from the trauma of losing her family. As Winky was omitted from the films entirely, her sad story never made its way onto the silver screen. Winky is getting through six bottles a day now, Dobby whispered to Harry. Well, it's not strong, that stuff, Harry said, but Dobby shook his head. Tis strong for a house elf, sir, he said. 8. Death Eaters Torture Muggles The Death Eater attack on the Quidditch World Cup in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire is rife with chaos. After a thrilling match between Ireland and Bulgaria, a group of Voldemort's followers launch a surprise assault on the campsite where wizards and witches are celebrating. During this attack, they cause chaos and destruction, terrorizing attendees. However, one particularly dark component of this event left out of the films was the torturous attack on a group of innocent muggles, the Roberts family. A crowd of wizards, tightly packed and moving together with wands pointing straight upward, was marching slowly across the field. Harry squinted at them. They didn't seem to have faces. Then he realized that their heads were hooded and their faces masked. 
High above them, floating along in midair, four struggling figures were being contorted into grotesque shapes. It was as though the masked wizard on the ground were puppeteers, and the people above them were marionettes operated by invisible strings that rose from the wands into the air. Two of the figures were very small. 7. Neville's Parents Neville's parents aren't mentioned that often in the films, and they also sort of lead us to believe that they had been killed by Bellatrix. However, book readers will know that this is not the case. In the Order of the Phoenix, the trio run into Neville and his grandmother at St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries. It's here that it's revealed that Neville's parents are in fact alive, but were just driven insane through Bellatrix's horrific torture. In heartbreaking fashion, Neville would go and visit his parents every Christmas to spend the day with them, despite them barely recognizing who he is. One of the most heartbreaking moments is when we witness Alice, Neville's mum, giving him a candy wrapper as a gift. She did not seem to want to speak, or perhaps she was not able to, but she made timid motions toward Neville, holding something in her outstretched hand. Again, said Mrs. Longbottom, sounding slightly wary. Very well, Alice dear, very well. Neville, take it, whatever it is. But Neville had already stretched out his hand, into which his mother dropped an empty Drupal's blowing gum wrapper. Very nice, dear, said Neville's grandmother in a falsely cheery voice, patting his mother on the shoulder. But Neville said quietly, Thanks, Mum. 6. Tom Riddle Killing His Family Over the course of The Half-Blood Prince, the true story of Tom Riddle unfolds, revealing his dark past and the murder of his family in Little Hangleton. Born to a muggle father, Tom Riddle Sr., and a witch mother, Merope Gaunt, Tom Riddle grew up in an orphanage after his mother's death and his father's abandonment. As he discovered his magical abilities and heritage, he developed a deep hatred for his father and the muggle side of his family. Upon learning about his family's location, Tom Riddle, now a Hogwarts student, visited Little Hangleton to confront his father and grandparents. In a cold-blooded act of revenge, he used the killing curse to murder them. The police had never read an odder report. A team of doctors had examined the bodies and had concluded that none of the riddles had been poisoned, stabbed, shot, strangled, suffocated, or, as far as they could tell, harmed at all. In fact, the report continued, in a tone of unmistakable bewilderment, the riddles all appeared to be in perfect health, apart from the fact that they were all dead. The doctors did note, as though determined to find something wrong with the bodies, that each of the riddles had a look of terror upon his or her face. But as the frustrated police said, whoever heard of three people frightened to death? 5. Harry's Change of Heart The first time Harry Potter tries to use Crucio, it's pretty ineffective. After Bellatrix Lestrange kills Sirius Black, Harry chases after Bellatrix and attempts to torture her with the infamous curse. However, the curse is largely ineffective due to the fact that Harry didn't really mean it. This scene is included in the films. Now, Harry wasn't an evil person, and he didn't derive any kind of joy from torturing people, which is why the curse didn't work. However, there is a moment in the books, omitted from the films, where Harry is able to use the curse effectively, revealing a darker side of Harry and what he was capable of after all that he had endured in the years prior. Harry pulled the cloak off himself, raised his wand and said, You shouldn't have done that. As Amicus spun around, Harry shouted, Crucio. The Death Eater was lifted off his feet. He writhed through the air like a drowning man, thrashing and howling in pain. And then, with a crunch and a shattering of glass, he smashed into the front of a bookcase and crumpled, insensible to the floor. I see what Bellatrix meant, said Harry, the blood thundering through his brain. 
you need to really mean it. 4. Barty Crouch Jr's Imprisonment And I'm not talking about Azkaban. Barty Crouch Jr is best known for impersonating Alistair Moody over the course of the Goblet of Fire. However, he has a substantial backstory that seemed to be entirely glossed over in the films. Prior to his appearance in the Goblet of Fire, Crouch Jr had been sentenced to Azkaban for his crimes during the First Wizarding War. His mother, a forgiving woman that found out that she was dying, convinced Crouch Sr to help her bail their son out of Azkaban using Polyjuice Potion and put her in his place. The Crouches were successful in their endeavor, however, the tension between father and son wasn't going anywhere. After his escape, Barty Sr kept the younger Barty under his control by way of the Imperious Curse. On the rare event that Barty Sr would allow his son out in public, he kept him concealed under an invisibility cloak. After being kept under lock and key for over a decade, Barty Jr was basically insane at this point, and I think it's safe to assume that his mental state was likely a culmination of his father's neglect while growing up, the fact that he was put on trial and sentenced to life in prison by his own father, the time he spent in Azkaban under the depressing influence of the Dementors, and his father's mental imprisonment of him through the Imperious Curse. Barty Crouch Jr was undoubtedly an evil wizard that deserved some level of imprisonment, but I think that his father keeping control of him via the Imperious Curse for a decade was simply a step too far. 3. Molly Weasley's Boggart In the Order of the Phoenix, we're given a glimpse into the deepest fears of Molly Weasley, the loving and fiercely protective matriarch of the Weasley family, through her encounter with the Boggart. While cleaning number 12 Grimald Place, Molly Weasley comes face to face with a Boggart that transforms, one by one, into the lifeless bodies of her loved ones, revealing Molly's greatest fear, the death of her family members. The Boggart cycles through several forms, including her husband Arthur, her children Bill, Charlie, Percy, Fred, George, Ron, and Ginny, and even Harry Potter, whom she considers as one of her own. No, Mrs. Weasley moaned. No, ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. Crack, dead twins. Crack, dead Percy. Crack, dead Harry. Mrs. Weasley, just get out of here, shouted Harry. This heartbreaking scene offers a deeper insight into Molly's character, showcasing her profound love and concern for her family's well-being. As a mother and wife during a time of great turmoil in the wizarding world, Molly is painfully aware of the dangers that her family faces. 2. Peter Pettigrew's Death In the seventh book, The Deathly Hallows, Pettigrew meets his end during the Battle of Malfoy Manor. This event takes place when Harry, Ron, and Hermione are captured and held prisoner in the cellar of the Malfoy family's estate. In the films, Pettigrew's fate is left very unclear, but in the books we're given a clear picture of his brutal death. The silver fingers slackened. Harry had not expected it. He wrenched himself free, astonished, keeping his hand over Wormtail's mouth. He saw the rat-like man's small watery eyes widen with fear and surprise. He seemed just as shocked as Harry at what his hand had done, at the tiny, merciful impulse that had betrayed, and he continued to struggle more powerfully, as though to undo that moment of weakness. And we'll have that, whispered Ron, tugging Wormtail's wand from his other hand. Wandless, helpless, Pettigrew's pupils dilated in terror. His eyes had slid from Harry's face to something else. His own silver fingers were moving inexorably toward his own throat. No, without pausing to think, Harry tried to drag back the hand, but there was no stopping it. The silver tool that Voldemort had given his most cowardly servant had turned upon its disarmed and useless owner. Pettigrew was reaping his reward for his hesitation, his moment of pity. 
he was being strangled before their eyes. No! Ron had released Wormtail too, and together, he and Harry tried to pull the crushing metal fingers from around Wormtail's throat, but it was no use. Pettigrew was turning blue. Relatio, said Ron, pointing the wand at the silver hand, but nothing happened. Pettigrew dropped to his knees, and at the same moment, Hermione gave a dreadful scream from overhead. Wormtail's eyes rolled upward in his purple face. He gave a last twitch and was still. 1. Weasley Twin Torture Ron's older brothers Fred and George are mischievous twin brothers, known for their pranks and light-hearted antics. However, in the Order of the Phoenix, they take things way too far when they lock a Slytherin student named Montague in the vanishing cabinet for several weeks. The incident occurs when Montague, working for the Inquisitorial Squad, tries to take points away from Gryffindor for their rule-breaking behavior. In retaliation, Fred and George force him into the broken vanishing cabinet, intending to teach him a lesson. However, the prank takes a dark turn when Montague becomes trapped inside the cabinet for weeks, unable to escape or communicate with the outside world. Montague told me that when he was stuck in the Hogwarts one, he was trapped in limbo, but sometimes he could hear what was going on at school, and sometimes what was going on in the shop, as if the cabinet was traveling between them. But he couldn't make anyone hear him. In the end, he managed to apparate out, even though he never passed his test. He nearly died doing it. During his confinement, Montague suffers from extreme physical and emotional distress, nearly dying in the process. He eventually manages to escape by using a combination of apparition and sheer desperation, despite not knowing where he was or how to apparate properly. This results in him being severely injured, reappearing within the Hogwarts plumbing system and requiring extensive medical attention. And that's it for this video. Did you guys know about all of these dark moments from the books? Which one is the darkest? Which dark moments would you have included? Please leave a comment down below. If you enjoy the content, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember, there is plenty to be learned even from a bad teacher. What not to do, how not to be.